0: Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality tv fandom mixed in of course
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts
1: this is ben and ashley i almost famous in depth this is ashley my favorite
0: time
1: uh in-depth podcasts are just like I feel like it actually where it's a time where I, like kick my shoes off, I put my feet up, I take a deep breath, and we just sit down to see where these conversations go. And it's time for another in-depth on the Almost Famous Podcast.
0: Yeah. So this podcast will be two in-depth interviews. Um first we're gonna start off with Ben Flannick. Um He was the one who ended up with Courtney Robertson in bachelor season 16. And then we'll be talking to Jake Palvaca, who ended up with Vienna in his season, which was that season uh, nine. Anyway, um, both guys ended up with the villains of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of these girls are villains in real life, but that's what they were portrayed as. And, um, Let's get that conversation started with Ben F. The Ben that came before Mr. Higgins.
1: Ben was a contestant on the seventh season of The Bachelorette where he proposed, but unfortunately was said no to by Ashley. uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Ashley Hebert?
0: Nope. Hubert.
1: Hubert. It's French. I knew it. He was later chosen as The Bachelor on the 16th season of The Bachelor where he proposed to Courtney Robertson. Well, and less than one year later, uh, that relationship ended. Ben is from Sonoma, California, and is a winemaker. He's the founder of Ion Wines, which is a winemaking company that specializes in. Well, I'm going to ask him how you say this, but but he's on now. Ben, what kind of wine do you specialize in? What is this Provençal? A Provincial, yeah. It's a it's a region in France. Okay. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. We're pumped to sit down with you today. This is how the all uh, in-depths work. We really have no agenda for this. We just want to sit down and catch up on where you're at in life, where you've been in life, and maybe where you're going as well. And we just, Ashley and I want to start this by saying thank you for taking the time to sit down with us.
3: Yeah, totally, man. You know, it's COVID, so I've got plenty of time. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, where
0: are you recording right now?
3: Um, I'm actually in Odessa, Texas at um my best friend's house he was actually another contestant on the bachelorette we've remained very very close touch over the last decade lucas daniels so
0: i know i would know his face
1: yeah 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 so you met on the bachelorette you stayed friends and then you guys are like just hanging out together during covid
3: we're buds yeah i've actually been out here a, a couple times during covid it's you know, there's not a whole lot going on in, in West Texas, so it's it's nice to be able to. I don't know, the comforts of, of Texas are, are nice. It's got a big old mm-hmm. office, and I like uh, I like
1: the people out here. Yeah, definitely. The uh, I, I know this time has been crazy uh, for all of us, but you spend most of your time still in Sonoma, correct?
3: I do. Yeah, that's that's home. Um, I actually I lived in San Francisco for the last 14 years, and um, just just left like six weeks ago for good uh city's changed a lot and i'm kind of on this like eat pray love three to six month journey that's why i'm here and um i'll eventually be back in sonoma but uh, only time will tell
0: so you don't have a permanent residence right now
1: i don't have a permanent residence
0: look at that no it's a cool time to catch you for an in-depth i was
1: gonna say this is the perfect like the perfect season just to sit back and process life together
3: it feels really good. Like I've never been this happy. It's nice. Not having, you know, brick and mortar and all, all this stuff. Uh, I put it all in storage and you know, wherever I end up, it'll, that's, that's where I'll go.
0: So what inspired you to be such a, a vagabond?
3: Um, I just figured like rolling with the chaos was the right move, um, with so much uncertainty and everything that's going on in the world. I just figured I'd just, I'd take you know, my golf clubs and, uh, one of my cars and kind of hit the road, and um, I'm discovering a whole lot more about myself and, and the people that I surround myself with, and you know where I'm at professionally and, and what I want to do. So it's it's been a really really positive move.
1: What are some of the? Uh, I mean, this is not where we plan on st- starting, but I think it's no. a beautiful way to start. Um, because I mean, honestly, these in-depths are just to get to know you better. What were some of the things that led up to the decision to finally make this happen? I mean, I know even last night, I'm going to give you a little context of my life right now. Last night I had a yeah. bunch of guys over to my house and reading a book uh, by John Eldridge called Get Your Life Back. And the the whole concept of the book is to eliminate the unnecessary distractions so that you can pull back who you are, who your childlike soul is, you know, how you can bring joy back into life so you're not on the go. And, and it was interesting to sit around with eight guy or four guys, I guess last night and two guys on virtually and talk about how many of us have this desire to get something back that we don't even know what it is. And it, and it feels like if we were to have a little courage, we would maybe take the step that you just took to rediscover and to get away. So I'm really intrigued what it is that m- made you say yes to this. Um, honestly, you know, I just,
3: uh, just, San Francisco it, it was a, is, a, is a beautiful place and a wonderful city. Uh, it had changed a lot, and I just it had changed so much from the city that I originally loved. And I think I think it was just kind of time to to get away from from that geographic location. Um, and then secondly, like professionally, I um, I closed up a couple of my my own companies, and um, was just like, man, maybe I should just like go and search uh, and and talk to different people and, and be around like people I trust and love the most and kind of see where I belong. I think that's kind of the purpose of this, this whole journey. Um, and so far, you know, I've been able to like put some check marks on some things and, and feel inspired. Um, I, but my entrepreneurial spirit is back. It was just like, um, Creating creating space for myself physically and mentally um, has been really, really helpful. And I find myself um, being more introspective and I'm reading more like you've been. Uh, just like, with, and again, like there's so much craziness going on in the news and all this stuff. And I try not, to, try not to bother with any of it and like find what's important to me. And then I feel like at the end of this journey, I'll, I'll be somewhere that, um, I should be, hopefully, for you know the duration of of my life, or or at least a long time. Yeah, so, does
0: this mean that Ben F is no longer a winemaker?
3: No, I still have a winery. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I still I, and I still have you know a number of my my own projects and, and um, things like that. But um, there's you know, I like probably the two of you are, are entrepreneurs and, and like exploring new different things, and so. I feel like just being stagnant in one place in my my house in San Francisco, I wasn't getting those those creative juices flowing and so I'm I'm finding it on the road.
0: That's interesting. I just told Jared um we were out lying on the beach in Newport, Rhode Island and I was like I feel like I get most creative and most in business mode when I'm somewhere relaxing. Totally. It's it's very inspiring and you just have to get out of like the uh, location, really.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's really important to kind of get out of your your, your comfort zone. I think. And, um, again, like surrounding yourself with the right people, I think is is also really important. Um, and I'm I'm one that I'm like you know a little bit of a, a vagabond. Like I like living in nice hotels and, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. staying with friends when I can. Um, and so I'm I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, and then I, you know, will work you know, X amount of hours a day and then try to be creative for, for the rest of the time. And things seem to be shaping up nicely.
1: Ben, this is awesome to, uh, to hear. It's, it's, I'm excited for you. I think a lot of people out there right now, especially during the season where there is a lot of changes um, in most people's lives, I think they're going to hear this and, and at some level relate, which is ideal uh, for an in-depth. Uh, Ben, let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to start back at your childhood uh, and work our way all the way up to when you're the bachelor and now kind of digging in a little bit further to where you're at in life today. So hey, we'll take a break. We have Ben F., uh, who is the bachelor on the In-Depth Podcast.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy?
1: Famous.
0: You can use the promo code Famous. That's promo code Famous at twc.health/famous. Hey, it's Ben and it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous. To save 20% and secure your home kit today, that's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous.
0: So, Ben, we covered that you grew up in Sonoma, California. What was your childhood like? Uh, Let's talk about like your nuclear family.
3: Yeah, Sonoma, you know, Sonoma's the best. it was it was nice that the the little, my little town was featured on on both the shows that I was on because it's such a such a beautiful little community yeah, that's the perfect word for it. Everybody kind of knows each other. You know, there's 10, 12,000 people that live there. It's wine culture. Um, my my parents were were very dedicated to their their children, and, and my mom still is. Um, and so, my upbringing was very. You know, suburban, but with a with a European twist. You know, Sonoma's very European in a sense. Um, it was a, a really it was a really lovely childhood. It really was.
1: Now, your family wasn't in winemaking from the beginning, right?
3: No, they weren't. Uh, my mom was a teacher. My dad worked in uh, like the medical field. And um, the wine stuff is just like I feel like if you are born and raised in an area where it's it's around. You kind of catch the bug. There was always wine on the table. You know, my my dad was from uh, originally like Eastern Europe, and so you know there was. I would probably had my first glass of wine when I was six, or at least like sip. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Um, and the, the people that are in the industry are like super supportive, especially being from a, a really small town. Um, and so I, I learned a lot. I had really great mentors along the way, um, people that taught me taught me a ton, and I'm still very very close with those people today.
0: And you have one sister?
3: One sister, yeah, she's living in Marin. She's just had uh, we have like our first of the next gen, um, Josephine. She's two and a half years old. She's really sweet. She's, that's the, like the main reason I cried when I left for this little little journey. My sister still gives me
4: sh- um,
3: about about leaving, but um, she's kind of the apple of everyone's eye and, and has really um, <clears throat> made our, our family dynamic super strong. My sister married one of my best friends and he's a scratch right. golfer and he's the best. So it's like, we've got a good, we've got a good thing going on in Northern California. And like, you know, despite this like crazy journey that I'm on, you know, ultimately I, I will probably end up back in, 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 the Bay area at some point. Um, I, you know, I just like, you know, I'm still single. And so I'm like, Do I buy a house. So I, you know, it's just a lot of things going on.
1: You know, if this was, uh, I've learned my lesson, but when Harrison comes on this podcast, uh, we end up talking golf for like five to ten minutes every <laughs> time and our listeners I don't think love it. So if if this was any other podcast, I would love to dig into no. <laughs> the golf game a little bit. But uh for the sake of and it's everything inside of me just wants to talk to you about it, but for the sake of this show, <laughs> yeah, we're okay. gonna we're not gonna get into it. Um, so Ben, you just mentioned it, but You know, Sonoma has this 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 wine culture around it. You enter into the business. Just can you give all of us a perspective of how big your vineyard is, and um, and and how much of your life that takes up now?
3: Yeah. So it used to be a whole lot more. So I I used to I started a winery back in 2008 with a childhood buddy. Uh, We we built that brand up for a few years, and then. You know cut to bachelorette and bachelor and we sold you know exponentially more cases that wasn't the reason for me going on the show but it was obviously a very nice benefit um so we were able to to sell those brands to a larger company i was like i'm done i'm out no more wine making because it's a really really difficult business um although it's really fun it's 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 quite challenging to to make a buck um so we were lucky uh i started making fernet, and then i started uh a new line of wines uh, about five years ago. When my buddy called me, he's like, "I've got some extra grenache laying around." My ex-girlfriend at the time was a big fan of rosé, so I was like, "Screw it, I'll just make some rosé for fun." And now I'm like back into the wine business, which I don't really, you know, I love it, but like I didn't plan on being back into it again. And so I, my, I focus primarily on on rosé. Um, I don't own any vineyards. Um, at this time, I just like contract all my fruit. I bring it in. I crush it. We make it and it's ready in five, six months. And it's, you know, it's, it's good stuff and it's delicious. And it, rosé is um, appropriate for you know, this time of year or any time of year, really. But what I love about the, the, the category is that um, people are always down to drink you know, more than one bottle, which makes, makes it a fun time.
4: Yeah.
0: So you definitely didn't plan when you went to college and graduated with a bachelor's degree in music production to yep. do wine. What were you thinking about doing initially?
3: Oh, well, funny enough, like I was, uh, I was in brewing in college. So my, my job, uh, I went to university of Arizona. I was uh, the assistant brewmaster at this brewery um, during college, which was the best job ever. So I, I loved the, I loved fermentation. I love being able to, you know, take these things and then create this, this tangible product that people would be like well you made this this is amazing and i, I loved that that elicited response from people um when you when you handed them that that gift that thing it was before i was even like selling stuff right and um that made me feel really good because someone else got they found value in it that, that was the, the important part
1: now let's flash forward then because at some point during this uh the bachelorette calls and uh yeah i mean I remember your season because you had, you did it and many do, but you had a lot going on outside of being on the bachelorette and being the bachelor. But it obviously, as you just mentioned, it, it affects all of our lives so much. I mean, so much. It, you know, changes a ton. How did the process work leading up to getting on the show?
3: Uh, my sister signed me up. And, um,
1: so I had another company at the
3: time I was doing, um, digital marketing. I've always been kind of in, in tech in and out of, in and out of, in and out of that. But myself and the producers decided to pick winemaking as my, my title because it's more romantic, but it takes, yeah. Oh, yeah. it takes you. fun wine. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah. we, we, uh, we, we laid off that. Um, and so I remember being in, in my office in um, <clears throat> San Diego, and it was kind of a joke. But I just kept kind of going through the casting process. And one day they called me like we'd love you to come on the bachelorette and i I remember being on the phone and like opening up my office door and be like hey brad i made it and should i do it and he goes yeah bro do it like that was really it um and i'm sure i don't know what your (laughs) casting i don't know what your casting experience was like but like we had to there was some in-person stuff but we had to make dvds remember dvds we had to film it and like put it down and like send it in the mail
0: Uh, I did that too. I think I I was probably like the last cycle to have to set. Yeah. Yeah. Us would probably be the last cycle that sent it in like with a physical disc.
3: Yeah. And, uh, then it was kind of, it was off to the races. Um, I loved, I loved my time on the Bachelorette. I, I loved it. It felt like, it felt like a great vacation. To me, unfortunately, um, like I had a, a lot of, there were a lot of good dudes on the show, as I'm sure both of you have made lots of friends from the franchise. Um, and so I, I hold those those relationships very near and dear to my heart. Um, obviously, I'm obviously like, sitting in West Texas. So my buddy's always like, do you yeah. really want to come out to Odessa? But, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, but, uh, but, uh, you know in, in comparison to like being, you know, the guy, um, which I still consider to be like my, my hardest uh, project yet, I mean, it was so, Mm -hmm. So difficult. And then, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, Well, we're going to get into that, but I want to know what kind of relationships you were in before you you said yes to The Bachelor. How many serious ones? Anything that was, like, truly life-altering?
3: Yeah, I had my heart broken in high school. Uh, There was this girl who, like, didn't... We were very close friends. She didn't pay... We were close friends, but, like, she ended up, like, dating this other dude, and I was just totally crushed. Um, And then college the same thing i had this this girl that i loved and um she broke up with me because i was you know graduating and she's like i just want to enjoy my last year and then she started dating this dude like two months later and i was like no um and then after after that i was like single for a while i, I did the single thing for a long time um you know a bunch of three-month things in there my longest relationship was after the bachelor i was in a relationship for about four years um, with the same girl um, but but yeah, it's not not that I'm like opposed to, to being in a relationship by any means. I I, I like it, but um, my life is you've got to be like agile um, and flexible because I'm I like being here, there, and, and everywhere.
0: Um, how how old were you when you got on the Bachelorette?
3: Um, I think I was 20, 28 or twenty nine.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think I remember that too. All right, so let let's start out with the Bachelorette. Huh. I mean, what was your experience on that first night?
3: First night, you know, it's funny. I I um I remember, well, you look back on it now and like the fashion is so different, right? It's like, man, why did you wear that suit?
0: <laughs> I keep telling Ben this watching the Goat episodes. I'm like, my biggest takeaway from this episode fashion. was the fashion is horrendous. Everything looks so cheap, so right? gaudy. In-
3: it's yeah. incredible, and like I remember the suit that I wore. I got in Paris at like Hugo Boss, and it was like tailored to me, and I thought it looked great. But then I like <laughs> I went back and watched it, and I was like, "That's like kind of an ill-fitted suit." Um, <laughs> but the 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 first night was um, was nerve wracking. I I actually ended up like I had a lot of anxiety through the Bachelorette. I was not really used to um, the environment and <clears throat> being told you know, what to do. Um, a, a lot of the time, uh, or at least not having like the freedoms. I shouldn't say like being told what to do because they don't they don't really do. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the freedoms that that I um really really missed. Um, so like you know I found I found solace in, in um, my buddy Lucas, and my buddy Constantine along the way, and um, you know we got to we got to travel to some really really awesome places. Um, those those are really fun. They put you up in like beautiful hotels. I love nice hotels, like I mentioned before. Um, and Ashley, I was intrigued with Ashley early on, actually, I, 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 liked her, um, and I liked that, um, she paid attention to me at like one, at like an earlier stage. So I felt like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe there's a shot here. Um, so that made me feel pretty good.
0: Did you ever imagine being final two on that one? Not in a
3: million years. And it's funny. I talked to, you know, some of the producers that I, that I had Elon and, and Peter, um,
0: just the best of the best, you know, the best of the best.
3: I love those guys. Um, and, uh, they, they, I think they said like, they didn't, they didn't expect me to make it through the first night and, um, let alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they were. Would they, what, that? Why would they say that? I, I don't know. I mean like, you know, there's a certain caliber of, of person that gets, or at least in my season that was like put on the show and they're like, no, this guy has no chance. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I still remember making it to the end and, and really being like floored at, at what happened because that was, um, it's, it's interesting to watch back now. Like I, 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 I will laugh every time, like I see a clip or something, but like at the time it was just, it was so embarrassing. It was so, it was so bad. The, uh, If it makes
0: you feel any better, uh, Nick Vial was also predicted by the by the producers, not to go very far.
1: Oh really. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's interesting because I remember this now that you're talking. Uh, Alan actually during my time on the Bachelorette had compared me to you and said that our initial response to like being in that like environment was very similar. So like, not scared of it yet, anxious, um, res- not reserved, like we put walls up, but more like I got really tired. Because I was constantly like in my head, nervous, anxious, unable to process the environment around me quick enough to like stay in tune with it. But over time, for whatever reason, somehow you know it, it gets more comfortable. But it never feels like, uh, never feels normal. It never feels like some really embrace it and can just like really step into it. And I and I remember Ilan looking at me and saying, "You're handling this very similar to the bin before you."
0: Interesting.
3: Well, you know, I think that's a testier character, Ben Higgins. <laughs> but nice, just a nice guy, buddy. You know, and, and that's uh, yeah. there's there's they, they cast for you know all different reasons, but um, you know, like the I feel like the nice normal people with with stuff going on at home probably process it very differently than those that are you know they're looking for Instagram followers or, or or something like that. That's that's my guess anyway.
1: Yeah, it was a it's a weird season, and it for you it led up to um, a final proposal. You know, at the very end of, of your time on the Bachelorette, you did get down on one knee. Uh, looking back now, uh, you know everybody has very similar questions. Did you mean it? Do you regret it? Were you sad? Well, I'm going to ask those same questions. Um, but what do you remember about that moment?
3: You know, I I remember being like very confident in my decision. Um, I remember um, thinking that like that this was it. And I was really excited about it. Um, I, I do, I still to this day do not regret um, doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it felt right in the time. And I don't know if it's because of like the bubble that you're in or, or whatever it is, but, um, it's weird because when she said, when she said, said effectively, no, um, I, I was really quite angry. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember this. I was
3: quite angry because I felt like I felt like I had been like almost tricked a little bit. Mm. Um, and and I, I don't, I don't like blame, you know, the production by any means, but you know, it was, it was part, it was just the whole thing. I just felt tricked and I was mad. And I was like, I, this doesn't make any sense. And there was, and like, in that moment, what did I say? I said something like the most poignant thing that like I could ever have come up with good things don't end unless they end badly. And I, I watched that like a number of years ago. And i was like good for you buddy like that yeah that's great
1: that's brilliant you you how said that just how like how out, of, out, of, out, of out of nowhere thing, you just go bam good things Damn. don't end unless they end badly
3: yeah While well, i'm like pissed off and uh, unsure of oh. like everything um but again like i don't regret it but I, I do remember when they put me on that little tin boat and sent me out to see Uh, I remember I remember feeling it was brutal I remember feeling um, like a little bit of sense of relief honestly Um, where like maybe this was maybe this was the end granted it was embarrassing but um, you know at least I at least I I went out honest to myself and I and I and I meant what I did and and so um, it was an accomplishment I suppose
0: Yeah, you're the only final two that had, like, a weird, I'm sorry if this is the the wrong word because it is, but, like, pathetic leaving experience where they put you on a boat. Like, they wouldn't, I think that fans wouldn't like that today. They wouldn't be okay with that. Like, it's already a very embarrassing moment to get on your knee then you're gonna go put him in a little a little
3: tin boat with like the sea had swells and Elon was in the front of the boat and, and, <laughs> oh.
0: and I'm just sitting there and you
3: know and my hair looked probably terrible I don't know what was going on with my hair but I apologize to everyone in advance for for my help. they just would have let me wear a hat.
0: your hair looks great now you know, I mean looks so good right now if I
3: just if they would have let me wear a hat it would have been a lot better um but you know it was it was just terrible styling all around There's this great meme that that my buddies still send me like you know every year on my birthday and it's like me and that cartoon francine from arthur
0: francine oh i was gonna bring this up is that it's just perfect is that
3: it's perfect
0: okay great
3: it makes (laughs) so hard uh anyway
0: it's francine from arthur guys definitely google it if ben is okay with this totally there's
3: plenty of memes out there it's 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 hilarious. I still I still it's
1: fine. Hey, you've made it once you have a meme.
0: Um totally. A very (laughs) viral meme. Ben,
1: uh before we uh we take one more break and we we then enter into your time as The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Um on the boat were you heartbroken? Did you expect what was to come? Um no I did I didn't expect what was to come. Um I think I was just stunned in
3: that moment. I remember being on the airplane going going home, and I cried. I do I do remember that. Um, so there 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 was real raw emotion, and then after like that big kind of exhale and, and all those tears, um, I, I did feel some relief. Um, uh, the, I didn't get a whole lot of closure around all of it, but like, you know, it all it all worked out as well as it could out.
0: How long do you think the heartbreak lasted for? And would you consider it one of your great heartbreaks, uh, along with the other two? Um,
3: no, I. You know, honestly, like I wouldn't put it up with the other two. Uh, it was it was different uh, because because of the environment and everything that was going on. Um, you know, it was definitely it was definitely heartbreak. It was difficult, but it, it wasn't like that young puppy love that you you know that you experience. I was definitely more weathered in in the department of rejection um, in relationships by that point.
0: Were you friends with JP?
3: Yeah. And still am. JP's a great dude. He's a good angler and he's a big fan of mollusks. So we we share a love of oysters and clams and all that good stuff. He's a a good guy. That's
1: how I pick my friends. Right? He's a good mollusk. I'm into it. That's what I do. Uh Hey, uh, Ben, there's still more to come. Your story is not even halfway completed yet. Uh, We'll be back uh, with Ben F. on the Almost Famous In-Depth podcast.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy?
1: Famous.
0: You can use the promo code Famous. That's promo code Famous at twc.health/famous. Hey, it's Ben and it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous. To save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous.
0: Okay, Ben. So let's talk about when they first asked you to be the bachelor. How many months was it after you got dumped by Ashley? Did you feel stoked or a little bit weary?
3: Hmm. Um, good question. It was. I remember where I was. I was. I was at the winery, and it was like two weeks. It was like two weeks later. Um, two
2: weeks. Yeah, it was really,
3: really quick. Uh, and I told him I would, you know, give him a few days. Uh, I was coming into harvest, so I was going to be busy making wine.
0: Um, you sound like thought- Chris Souls.
3: <laughs> Say that again.
0: Chris Souls was also very concerned about it being harvest season.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Farmer Boys. Um. Oh, yeah. And I was more concerned with like, I suppose, like how my mom would take it all because she, you know, she had a hard time with me being on television the first time. And uh, this was a very, very different, different thing. Um, but I, I think I deliberated for maybe 48 hours and I was like this, sure. Why not? Like I, I had, a I had a ton of fun on, on the bachelorette. Um, and I, and I, I enjoyed it immensely really despite the outcome,
1: <laughs> but, uh, so it was, it was pretty quick. What about it? Did your mom, like, what was she most hesitant on? I think just like the,
3: um, intrusion into family, um, and like our, our story, you know, the, my dad passed away when I was 24. And so we, that was a big storyline. Um, and I'm sure it was like hard for my mom to relive as it was for all of us. Mm. Um, yeah. but honestly, like I've said this a lot when I was on the bachelorette, you know, in, in speaking into that, that, that camera and like telling your story and like being super authentic, I, I kind of like healed, um, big time around my, my dad's passing. I was able to like talk through it and I, you know, I watched those episodes years ago and I see this, like this kid kind of like getting over it. And, and like coming to terms with it and like talking through it. And it was like, it was super cathartic and, and Ilan was, it was a, a big part of that. He asked the right questions and, um, I'm thankful for that, that period of my life.
0: It is therapy for sure. Was that your first experience with therapy <laughs> in a very non-traditional way? Yeah. Yeah.
3: You, you hit the nail on the head. It, it can be very therapeutic if, if you embrace it. Um, and you're willing to like, you know, show your true colors. I think that, I think you're spot on.
1: I, uh, we've, we've had many guests now on in-depth podcasts, and um, one of the themes I think most would say, if, if they get asked a question or just the, it comes up, that their time on the show, good or bad, you know, no matter how it, inter- it, it went for them, that no matter what the time on the show was therapeutic or there was growth within it, and it, it leads Ashley and I, we say it now quite often, that we have this theory that if you go on the show, if you want it to be a grown experience, it is one of the most forced environments to that I've ever been in that's allowed me to grow as much as I did during that time. I would never be the man I am today without the show. Sure.
0: I agree. And I can tell you that even if Jared wasn't part of the show, that I would in no way be married right now because it really uh, just shot me into a growth spurt, especially when it came to love, relations and, relationships, and vulnerability.
3: Yeah, when are you ever like actually talking about that stuff that deep. Yeah, exactly. Never. Well, no. even when we do not so awkward. Yeah, it yeah, is. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I pay somebody to have me talk to him about it these days. Yeah, me Um, <laughs> um Ben, a, a question I always love to ask bachelors: When you were asked to be the bachelor, it's exciting. It's fun, right? Uh, we just said it like it's like why not? And then you get there on night one. You get to the mansion, and you start meeting the people. You know the the founders of the show and the, Chris Harrison, and you start getting prepped. If you could flash back to that moment, what what, were, what did you feel like standing there, knowing that within an hour you're going to be walking out of a driveway as the bachelor?
3: Man, um, that was pretty. It was pretty intense, you know. And I'm a, I'm a pretty mellow dude, um, and I you know th- th- obviously anxiety is, is a is a big part of it. Um, when you just, I think even like in the beginning of like kind of clammed up a little bit. You just it's it's so wild and so big. Because on that night, there's more people around than the rest of, you know, the the production, if you will. So there's you know those cranes and, and cameras rolling around and all this stuff, and you're used to being a contestant where it's it's micro, but but now you're the guy, now you're the lead, now you got to like carry this thing. Um, and it's and it was really for me, it was about, um, I guess, showing some restraint um, in the beginning. Just uh, it it was show it was. My goals were like to show a little bit of restraint until I felt comfortable um, and also make all of the women feel as humanly comfortable as, as possible. Mm. That's that's the job of the, the main person in my honest opinion. That's awesome. It's a weird Was... night though. It's a weird, yeah, yeah. You talk... weird night. And it's a long night. It's such a long night.
1: <laughs> yeah, you go from zero to a hundred and I think that's, you know, you go from being asked and being excited to all of a sudden being in the environment and then having like a 14 hour day as the bachelor, knowing that every second your, your voice is being recorded even when you're falling asleep within conversation. So I get it. And, uh, and it's just always intriguing for me to hear, you know, people like you who step into that and how you, how you processed it. So who knows, maybe a future bachelor's listening right now. Yeah. Good luck. Forgive
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, maybe Matt is listening. Maybe some young boy out there who's like 15 and the show's going to be around for the next 15 years. I mean, it's a great show. You never know. I
3: mean, it's, a, it's a great show. It's a great production. Like, I get it. I don't, I don't think this thing will end.
0: Let's talk about Courtney. Um, did you get your first impression, Rose? Forgive me for not remembering that.
3: Uh, no, my first impression, Rose, went to uh, a girl named Lindsay. Lindsay Hawk.
0: Lindsay was your runner-up.
3: Um, Lindsay was my runner-up, that's correct. Uh, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah. Lindsay rode in on a horse, and um, Lindsay was great, and, and still is great. We'll chat every now and again from time to time. Courtney um, Courtney was, yeah, I mean, everyone was beautiful. And she, but she walked through, I think she was the last one to come out of the limo, Courtney was. Um, and she exuded a different kind of confidence she had, uh, which I which I really liked. Um, she she knew who she was in that moment and had clearly had been around cameras, being a, a model and all. So I was naturally drawn to that confidence.
0: Now that we're, I mean, how many years are we? Eight, nine years removed. Maybe. Is there a girl from your bunch or a couple girls that you look back and? maybe wonder what if, or when you think about your season, they kind of like stand out to you besides Lindsay and Courtney?
3: um, That's a really good question. There was, I think it was the the number, the third girl, Nikki from Texas, Nikki um, Sterling, I believe her name is. Um, and she, she like disappeared from like the face of the earth. And I've like, I've not that I'm like in search of, of Nikki Sterling, but I always wanted to like reach out to her and be like, you know, like thank you for being so sweet and so nice. I just always wanted to you know let her know um, how much like I appreciated her being around. Um, but as far as being in a relationship with with anyone else, um, that's too tough to say because I was, you know, I was very much um, you know Courtney was was my pick and I was very much okay with that.
0: Well, Nikki Sterling, if you're listening. Reach out to Ben, and maybe we'd have another Peter and Kelly situation on our hands. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to match me. <laughs> uh,
1: ben, I want to dig in a little bit to the Courtney uh, uh, relationship, if you don't mind. Um, it obviously, you know, there were storylines that came out during the show. Uh, you know, we have our iconic Ben F moments that still flash up on screens uh, during, you know, Bachelor recaps, and especially now that the GOAT is airing. But one of the things that's unique as we were kind of prepping for this is your your relationship with Courtney uh was unique within the Bachelor franchise because you were together, you then broke up, but then you got back together again, showing that there was like a pull towards each other. For sure. In that season of your life, uh what was going on? You know, it was it was
3: it was really hard to kind of stand by Courtney at that time because when the show was airing it was just, it was just uh, mad, madness like it, obviously it wasn't shown in like a great light for her and I was like who is this person and I was really confused so we, um, we called it off like while the show was airing and um, we started chatting again you know, I, think, I think we were like let's just take a break kind of thing um, or I don't even remember if we broke up or it was a break but we, we definitely weren't together and um, we started to kind of like rekindle and chat again before taping me after the final rose. And um, things were, things were pretty good for a while, actually. Um, you know, after that moment, after we reconciled, because we had gone through this, this crazy experience together. And, um, you know, there was, there was love there, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but, uh and ultimately, in the end, it, it kind of ran its course.
0: I personally never thought that Courtney was nearly as villainous as they put her across. Even when I was just a fan watching, I was like, I think this is a girl who is being silly and sarcastic and she was just having fun in the interview room and she didn't really mean any harm. She was just like trying to be entertaining. And do you, do you feel like that is what the case was, but she gave them such good content to make it look evil with like music and all that yeah. stuff.
3: i I totally agree with you it's funny because you know when your producers reached out to me for this thing like i I haven't watched my season in its entirety ever but i was recently in in san diego with with a buddy and he's like let's let's watch it we watched the first four episodes and i found myself just laughing at courtney i'm like good for you girl like go go for it you know um yeah yeah, it watching those i'm like all right i I get it and and she she is quite funny and and she's and she's quite nice and quite lovely um but she she got just she kind of got a raw deal
1: when uh the that that time in your relationship that you know the show and the fans were reacting negatively to courtney and you were by her side as her fiance at the time and trying to make a relationship work how difficult was it to stand by her side i mean obviously it ended it but was it just it? Was it tearing you up too? And why did it ultimately did you decide to to say goodbye for a bit?
3: Yeah, you know, it, it was it was hard for me because I felt like I always had had like a a good vibe and people you know respected respected me and so you know standing by this this villain was was really hard for me mm-hmm. and you know it in all honesty I probably just kind of chickened out a little bit I was like I just I can't. I can't deal with this. I'm not, I'm not used to this. Um, and I was on, I was on the road a lot. I was like doing a ton of, you know, appearances and like bottle signings for my wines all over the country. And so like people were constantly coming up to me and um, I'm asking me to sign these like us weekly magazines that were like, just not nice. And I was like, I, this is brutal, man. Like, that's kind of why I disappeared from the whole franchise. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can handle the negativity. Um, Sometimes I think about that and if, if that was a mistake or not, because there are a lot of you know really, really nice people that have come out of this franchise. Um, I'm just, you know, one of the old, old souls.
0: Can you, can you speak about your confusion? Like you're with a girl who seems super lovely and that you, you love. And then on the TV, she's coming across totally different. How did you figure out which one was the real her?
3: Yeah, that, that was hard too. I think, I think for me, I was frustrated because I was like, like, how could you be so stupid? Like, this is a TV show. Like, haven't you watched this before? Like, why wouldn't you have acted differently? That kind of thing. So for me, I think it was more like a disappointment. Um, I think that's what it was.
1: How was she handling it then?
3: Um, not well. It was rough on her, man. She got, she got um, heat from everywhere. It was, it was mm-hmm. and you know, for, for me to be, who have been in a relationship with that person, you know, I'm sure she expected me to, you know, stand by her side and, and, and I didn't. Um, and so that's, you know, that's on me.
0: It's- I remember being in the interview room a couple times myself and just being in a sassy mood and thinking, I'm going to, I'm channeling Courtney. I'm going to like eat this freaking rose. I'm going <laughs> to twirl it around and be super obnox- obnoxious and say obnoxious things. And it, it never was a good idea. <laughs>
1: no, right? No. Yeah. Are you? Uh, are you guys communicative at all today? I mean, there's some big updates in Courtney's life. Do you guys keep in touch?
4: Yeah, we,
3: we. You know, she she wrote this book a number of years ago, and like we didn't speak for five plus years after that thing because there was, you know, that's one side that of the story, and going. it was pretty not cool. Um, we reconciled uh, a few years ago. And um, we actually ended up um, <clears throat> meeting up over New Year's for a few days in Santa Barbara, oh, wow. and just to see if like, hey, is there like, you know, we went through this thing together. Is like, is there anything there now that we've like buried yeah. the hatchet? And um, I think we both decided that like, you know, there, there wasn't. But there's there's still mutual respect. I'm I congratulated her on her baby. She still talks to my sister a lot. They're still very close. So there's, you know, there's no ill will or hard feelings. I'm, I'm really happy for her and, and her new baby and and um, fiancé or whatever he is. Um, mm-hmm. So
0: Her book is probably the most salacious Bachelor book there is. I talk about how it helps me with casting a lot because she goes into the nitty gritty there. What was it about the book that really irked you?
3: So I, I never read it, but I remember just hearing like bits and pieces. Um, the, the part that irked me is that like she, she talked about, about my mom which i didn't think was very cool um outside of that you know everything else was
1: yeah if you most of the mom doesn't really matter yeah
0: that's pretty bad
1: mom it's fine you can talk about
3: me like i've been in the public eye. like i get it but moms are off limits man
1: Mm Hmm. sure are the uh i know our fans before we move on here I, i know everybody listening uh is going to freak out we don't if I if if one of us doesn't ask this question so one of the most iconic moments in your season is the ocean scene where you skinny dipped into the ocean yeah <laughs> um how in the world and so this is because I've now done this uh, how in the world as a man who is reserved like yourself who is a little anxious about this experience how do you get to a mindset where you're like screw it I'm gonna naked on national tv and I'm going to the ocean <laughs>
3: I mean, if you were on a beach in Puerto Rico and some babe asked you to go skinny dipping, wouldn't you do the same thing? That's kind of like,
1: it's kind of a no-brainer. Was that the thought process? Like, hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, go for it, man. Like, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, It's funny that I forgot about the skinny dipping portion of it. But I think there was like an uncensored cut, too, where you could like see our butts and stuff way back then. (laughs)
0: Uh, Question. Was it just a sexy time or was it sexy time?
3: Uh, I'll leave that up to the imagination, but, you know, you're sequestered for a long time. You guys can figure, Great answer. You can figure that one out on your own. Yeah,
1: that's why nobody's forgotten about it. Nobody's forgotten about that. Thing. You might have <laughs> forgotten about it. Nobody else has. Well, that's good to
3: know.
0: After <laughs> you... After you- <laughs> After you and Courtney broke up, Courtney found comfort in the arms of another bachelor, Ari Lyandich. Was that weird seeing her date somebody else from the franchise? Quickly,
3: yeah, it was. That was that was tough because we were buds um, for for a moment there. Um, but they, you know, they lived in the same area and they were probably probably had gone through similar experiences. You know, it, it's all water under the bridge. But I, I do remember that being being kind of difficult at the time
1: i bet it would be on I, I, yeah it would be it would it would really hurt uh to see that especially within the franchise um ben we uh ashley always has this fun game at the very end of the podcast of these in-depths where we just rapid firely ask you questions but before we get into that we i, I do really want to hear where you're at today uh we we last saw you on the bachelor uh we know you how that story ended are you dating now um are you pursuing anybody?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, d- dating's a little tough when you're doing an eat, pray, love thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a, uh, you know, there's there's no one in particular that that um, I'm dating at the moment. Um, again, like I'm, I'm open to it, um, but uh, you know, for now, I think it's more about just kind of recentering and, and finding my, myself again, and like figuring out a, a good place. For me to be in so that someone can fit nicely in, into my life. Um, I think that's probably probably the right answer there. But no, still single, man. Just, you know, <laughs> still yeah.
1: single. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, uh, it's a wild world. And I'm sure life is going to take you in a great direction here, especially with the intention that you're putting into it. And uh, last time I saw a headline from Ben F, which wasn't that long ago, I, I feel is uh, there, there was a rumor being spread. That uh you were seeing Chris Jenner.
0: Um let's be honest about it. Like I remember there was just so much rumor around it, but we never really got an answer. Yeah, I don't think
3: anyone really got an answer. It's interesting. That the old Chris Jenner days. So I did Chris talk show, um whenever, you know, year after or whatever it was. And I remember she was like, you know, if you're ever in the area, like let me know. Um, you know, we grabbed dinner or something like that. And I was like, Great. So I took her phone number and, and I ended up uh, calling her or, or texting her or something. I was like, Hey, I'm in the area. Went over to the house, like I met the whole family, met Kanye. Um, like, oh my god. It was it was crazy. And I remember like I went over the afternoon and like they had the like, little baby North was just like in her little bassinet on the you know, the island in there and everyone's hanging out. I was like, These people are really nice, it was great. Um Chris Jenner and I never never dated by any means. I was working on a, a tech product that I, I thought could be uh, beneficial to like their brands and things like that. So we had, you know, a few business dinners. My business partner was at, you know, half of them. Um, but a, I have nothing but respect for that family. I mean, like the amount of attention they have to go through compared to what we do mm-hmm. and how they handle it and how nice they were to me, uh, for just, mm-hmm. you know, intruding in their, in their life for a few weeks. Um, was was really they were really
0: lovely i do love the fact that when people who've actually had like nice w- w- have had real encounters with the kardashians like gone over to their house and stuff they always say that they were like so lovely and so warm and down to earth and i love hearing that because obviously they're one of my f- favorite public families um you may have not dated chris but did you ever kiss her <laughs> oh
3: ash no chris and i chris oh, and i never.
1: That's
0: no, fine. Okay, good. But, but they, you know, just, they I asked the question, okay?
1: I knew you were. I knew you were thinking it, Ashley. I knew in your head you're like, I, have. I just want to get as much information on the Kardashians right now as possible.
0: But I have to ask those questions, especially since there was an episode of the Kardashians where she went up to Ben's winery and she like hung uh, out for the weekend. Yeah. tell us about that experience. He came
3: up with like Jonathan. They were up there for a Kanye concert, so they. They came up and like filmed at my winery and gosh, I haven't thought about this in so long. This is actually a really great story. And so after we were shooting, they're like, do you want to come to the Kanye show, which was in Oakland? And I was like, hell yes, I do go see Kanye. And we had obviously, you know, the best seats in the house and I'm backstage and Kanye comes off and I had met him, you know, a couple weeks prior. And um, he, he turns to me and he goes, what did you think of the show? And I was like, like? <laughs> what what do you care? Like. You're Kanye. I, it was great, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it was
3: pretty cool. It was pretty cool.
0: Knowing him as little as you do, like, is it sad to see just the way that he's had this sort of like, you know, moment um, publicly?
3: Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't know the whole the whole story or anything. But but anytime like anyone's dealing with mental health issues and stuff, it's not cool to not cool to poke fun. Um, that's what I'm assuming is, is probably going on. Um, and especially how yeah. like, nice they all were to me. Um, I hope that they manage to navigate this situation accordingly.
1: Ben F., the the best critic that Kanye's ever asked for. <laughs> for <laughs> it yeah, it's so good, man. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> um, ben, we really appreciate your time with us. Uh, it's not quite time to say goodbye to you yet, though. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take one last break. And when we come back, Ashley is going to do what she does. She does a lot of things best and well. But this is like one of my favorite <laughs> moments of every in depth. Uh, we'll be back with Ben F and Ashley uh, will uh, will host the rapid fire round um, during this in depth Almost Famous
0: podcast. We'll be back. What keeps baby skin healthy? You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at TWC.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. To save 20% and secure your home kit today, that's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous.
0: I'm so excited for this uh, rapid fire because I feel like you have given me so much to, um, to work off of in this interview. Right. So it's gonna be very personal to you. Are you ready? In this eat, pray, love journey that you're on, what are you eating that fills your soul?
3: Pizza, lots of pizza, all pizza. It's because it's the best thing on the road, pizza.
0: Okay, amazing. Is there a certain spot that people should go uh, in Texas or in San Francisco, a must?
3: Um, My favorite Bay Area pizza is probably Pizza Hacker. It's in uh, San Francisco and in Marin now, oddly enough.
0: I have to ask the Kardashian that you would most like to take on a date if she were single or in another lifetime.
3: Um, probably Kim, because she was the nicest to me. She was the most welcoming.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh my Kim. Um, (laughs) you tweeted recently (laughs) that you love Taylor Swift. You said quote, Taylor Swift, you're the best. So what's your favorite song on folklore?
3: Um, boy, she's—I've had a thing for her even when she was doing that early country stuff. Um, the one, probably my favorite. It's just—it's okay. just great. That whole—that whole, that whole album's that. great. Good.
0: Is that safe to say? Safe to say that Taylor Swift is your celebrity crush?
3: Um, yeah, her and Kristen Wiig because Kristen Wiig's hilarious and a babe.
0: That's a good duo. That'd be a really fun triple date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we'll two on one, let's go. A two on one with Chris and and Taylor Swift. Wow, let's, let's set it up. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let me let me know if you
3: can pull that one off, please.
0: You're single, so what is your most like your must have quality in a lady?
3: Um, independence is probably numero uno. Um, I like. I like a woman that I can like take to a, you know, a, a, a gala or a party or something like that, and can do their own thing for fifteen minutes and come back and just like feel as comfortable as when I left her.
0: How do you date? Are you on the apps?
3: Um, I'm not on the apps. I, um, I've done a little bit of like the Instagram sliding and DMing every once in a while. That mm-hmm. seems to be like mm-hmm. a decent channel. Uh, it's
1: a great Ben great is a avenue. fan. Big fan of that. Right. I met my fiance on that. I just messaged her and said, Hey, I think you're pretty. And Hey, look at us now.
3: <laughs> That's all it takes. Hey, you're pretty. <laughs> I pretty.
0: Okay. You led into this question, bachelor girl who you'd most like to have notice in her DMS.
3: Oh gosh.
0: Like, ba- okay, so we we're the bachelor no, I get it, who I get you'd it. slide into your yeah, like slide my, into her DMs or that uh, you wish would show up in your inbox. There you go.
1: It's probably JoJo Fletcher. JoJo Fletcher. Yeah. Okay. I, you guys were, you knew, you know JoJo, right? Like you had uh, some like brotherly connection or something with her brothers? I don't think so. No. Oh, that's okay. Been, no. Okay.
3: It's not me no. JoJo's but I, Fletcher. Almost, I almost thought about like recasting again when I found out she was the bachelorette.
1: Mm, that would have been, that would have been a shocker. <laughs>
0: Fantastic story right there. That's amazing. We all love JoJo. Okay, what is your favorite wine to drink personally? When you know you are e praying and loving.
3: Um, I shard so hard. Chardonnay, French Chardonnay is my favorite. Um, you
0: can... shard <laughs> <You>
1: so hard. <laughs> so does Ashley. <laughs> you <charred> so hard?
0: <laughs> I'm more of a red wine girl, but.
3: I, <laughs> I like
0: the expression. My mom shards real hard.
3: <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if you want to team up, I recently bought that domain and I'm figuring out what to do with shards so hard,
0: but, Oh, I'll, 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 join in yeah.
3: <laughs> French shard, burgundies and Chablis. Those are my favorite.
0: Okay, cool. And lastly, what is the wine that you serve at an at-home date or, you know, order on the menu for a lady and yourself?
3: Um, I'm a white wine kind of dude. Um, so yeah, Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay or some like uh, Melon, some Muscadet, something like that. So it's just like lower alcohol, easy to drink um, I drink white wine like a middle-aged woman. It's kind of my, my jam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you on The Housewives next. Now, that's a reality show that Ben Flanagan would excel on. There you
3: go. I'll just like show up shirtless delivering bottles of Chardonnay. <laughs>
1: that would, i would watch it uh hey ben you're the man i uh, really appreciate you thank you for coming on we end every in-depth with this if you have uh 30 seconds to talk to the listeners uh with anything going on in your life that you just like to leave them with or anything you'd like to promote and talk about the stage is yours uh starting now um yeah i mean obviously
3: I mean, i'm still making i'm still making rosé so if you want to if you want to buy any rosé it's it's ion.wine not.com ion.wine but more importantly i think that you know given the the climate and the situation of what's going on in the world today like dig deep um listen to yourself you know try to try to take some time and if, if you can't do any pray love at least um you know find a few days to, to kind of reset because it's crazy man i just i don't know what i don't know where this is gonna what the world's gonna look like at the end of it but i, I just hope that everyone's um you know, mentally sane and, and happy. So surround yourself with with loved ones and, and support each other. That's really the, the big message I'm I'm looking for these days.
1: The original bachelor, Ben. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much, guys. Hey, we mentioned it, uh at the beginning, you might see it in the show notes. Don't forget that today's episode is two bachelors for the price of one. Up next, Jake Pavelka. Yes, Jake Pavelka, the, the original pilot bachelor. <laughs> Famous.
0: You can use the promo code Famous. That's promo code Famous at twc.health/famous. Hey, it's Ben and it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous. To save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code Famous. From Dallas, Texas, he was known as the very first Bachelor who was a pilot. He was originally a <laughs> contestant on The Bachelorette, Jillian Harris' season, and was brought back soon after to star as The Bachelor. Jake Pavelko, welcome to the Almost Famous In-Depth podcast.
4: Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. How are you?
1: We're doing really well. We're doing great. Ashley and I are excited to talk to you today. This is a a special In-Depth where we're going to actually have two uh, former bachelors in one episode. Uh, Hey, Jake, to get us started here, um, I know right now you're working, and so there's going to be a little background noise. Where exactly are you at in the world?
4: Well, uh, so as you know, um, uh, I left the airline industry. I no longer fly anymore. The airlines, very unfortunately because of COVID pandemic, I'm hearing some very, very deep furloughs. I think I've heard almost 2,500 pilots uh, across the board at all the major airlines. So I left the airline and I opened up an environmental business here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And it has been just, we're in full explosive growth mode. It has been amazing oh
1: good for you that's amazing
4: yeah
0: when did you uh, make that decision
4: so I officially uh, I guess I my I've completed my 17th year at the airline in 2018 and left there in 2018 so, oh, okay. so pretty recently it. yeah I miss flying but tell you what, owning a business, I know, as you know, Ben, you know, it's owning a business is just amazing. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's the coolest thing I've ever ever done. It,
1: it, It is a, uh, I guess a pursuit worth, uh, going down. I always tell anybody to do it. I don't think it's easy. Uh, and in fact, uh, I just said it the other day. I said, the one thing about having your own business and starting a business is you never feel fully capable of doing it. Um, yes you always feel a little bit behind but hey you know what for now let's start back at the beginning where people that listen to this podcast uh, they'll remember you from you grew up in Texas and started taking flying lessons at a young age what exactly what got you into flying so
4: I just always been I used to have dreams that I could fly and so I always knew I'd be involved in aviation in some capacity I didn't realize it would turn into a career but So I uh, just started taking flying lessons when I was 10. I'd go mow yards and then go buy 30 minutes and go mow more yards and go buy 30 more minutes. And it just turned into enough flight time to uh, actually work for a company called Ameriflight out of Burbank. It was my first job. And I remember a 35 millimeter film that you put in the cameras.
0: Yeah. I used to
4: fly undeveloped 35 millimeter Fuji film. Uh, up and down the West Coast in the middle of the night. So I'd go from Burbank up to Oakland, down to Vegas, back to Burbank.
0: Interesting. Now, how did The Bachelor get a hold of you? Did you apply or no. was, were
4: you nominated? Good question. My church nominated me. So the pastors of the church came up and said, hey, if we nominated you, it's a pretty cool show. Would you want to? Would, would you be interested in that? And I was like, well, of course, but... You know, I'm not a celebrity and I'm not royalty or anything like that. Why would they be interested in me? And sure enough, I still kind of crazy that all that happened.
1: What do you think it was about you that your, your pastor of the church saw they were like, this is a guy that I want to sign up for the show because that, that is probably a, a, especially back then, a big step for any of those people to take in your life to say, I want to sign you up for this dating show.
4: Especially in a church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I told them. I told them that I knew you, Ben, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, you you got to You got to do it."
1: Oh yeah, I was the cool high school kid back then. <laughs> yeah, I was the nerd back in high school at that point.
4: No, so what they were what they were hoping was, uh, you know, I grew up in the church, Christian, and they they're like, you know, we know that you're not going to go sleep with all of the all of the women. You know, you, you'll you'll be a, a gentleman, and I, you know, I went on there and tried my absolute best. Do you feel like you made the church proud? Yes. But you know what's crazy though, so it doesn't matter what you do on the, you know, during the fantasy suite, whether you intend to have sex or not. It doesn't matter the way the show is produced. You know, it's like the door is closing really slow and then a hand reaches around and puts the do not disturb. So it's completely insinuated no matter what you do.
0: Oh, I know all
4: about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it is i sat on my couch and enjoyed watching you ashley that was you did a good job it was fun oh
0: thank you very much well they aired Allie's season last week and of course Allie is one of your top four girls how does it feel just like watching people from your season move on and just like how they you know form families of their own and just like it all started with you
4: oh that's great um you know, I I haven't talked to Allie. There's several of the uh, several of the women that I've kept in touch with over the years. You know, they're married now, have kids, and it's really cool to see, you know, just see their lives progress and everything. But yeah, that's interesting. I was wondering why my Instagram blew up last week.
1: Yeah, it's probably. I mean, honestly, it's it is. It's probably because these women who are definitely a part of your story are now back on the television for these go you know kind of reunion re- recap shows. One of the purposes of the In-Depth podcast is to is to go beyond the show and to go into the lives of the people that have participated in it. And Gia was some, somebody that we sadly lost. Um, and uh, can you just spend a little bit of time, Jake, and for anybody out there that maybe didn't get to watch the season and didn't get to know her personally, what kind of person was she?
4: Oh, she was she had a thing for athletes that was that was her vice right there she loved dating professional athletes and uh, but golly I remember when she got out of that limousine she was so drop dead beautiful uh her personality matched it uh, I mean she just glided over to me um, I knew that just the way she addressed me that night I'm going wow I mean if your personality is just half of you know how beautiful you are and turned out she was just the whole package um it's funny I remember we were in St. Lucia during the season and we were sitting on the beach and you know I really wanted it to be her but I could tell that we just maybe were looking for different things in life um and uh that it it probably long term wasn't going to work and what it did is it turned into a really good friendship afterwards she was somebody that i confided in and she'd been you know through that journey with me so it was like when something would go go wrong or go right you know we would you know stay in pretty close contract contact we did the bachelor or bachelor pad the second season of the bachelor pad together that was a that was a blast so that was um actually the first person I was really close with that I lost in life. And so that was a really, that was a tough time in 2013.
0: Gia's passing is so, so sad. Um, I want to move on to just where you are in life today. Have you had a serious girlfriend since the show? Um, You know, you left with, we all all know that you left with Vienna and it was very (laughs) uh, dramatic. Did not end well. Did that like prevent you from getting into... Um, another relationship soon after
4: no um, I've actually dated some really amazing women after the bachelor uh, I've been in a relationship for we've kind of been on and off for about two years uh, she was going through law school at SMU and so it was really hard to spend time together so it was like we were on for a little while then we were off while she was going through school now she's barred and has a has a job and so that's looking pretty good. So I'm currently in a serious relationship. Her name is Tiffany.
0: I think I May- remember. Oh, amazing. I think I
1: remember this, Jake. You kind of talking about it once we were in Vegas that you had something. Yeah, that's
4: right. Good. I had actually up. just met Tiffany then. Yep. So I mean, because you've dated
1: for two years, you've had some good relationships. After your time with The Bachelor, which, as we know, didn't uh, work for you, as it doesn't for for many people that go on the show, but you gave it a good shot, were you ever asked to be The Bachelor again?
4: Was I ever asked to be The Bachelor again? Yeah, like again? a second time. No.
1: Never asked to be again. So, I mean, because it's interesting, you know, you if we look back and you weren't asked to be The Bachelor again, but you're still considered one of those Bachelors that stand out to people, what What do you think made you a great Bachelor?
4: So it kind of seemed like the, the franchise was, I know at that time, the franchise, I don't say, I know, I don't believe the franchise was doing real well. Um, I think what they did, what Mike Fleiss did was, was brilliant rather than bringing really well-known people in. I think he started, you know, one recycling people that already went through the bachelorette or the bachelor having them back. So I think that was a really good move on their part. And I was just, a normal guy, you know, somebody that, you know, I throw a pilot uniform on and go move people around the United States, kind of like Pete does. Um, you know, just very normal people. I tried to be very relatable. I was myself. Um, I tried really hard to treat, you know, the women with the utmost respect that they deserve. And, I, you know, I, it, not to mention, uh, one of the women that on my season slept with the producer, so that helped with uh, the ratings, I think, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, can
0: we talk about that? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I remember that. That's a big deal. What
4: was her name? Uh, her Papas. name was uh, Roslyn. Ro- Roslyn. Roslyn Pappas. Yeah. Oh
0: she gosh. had a relationship with the producer, like a, a per- like a cast producer.
4: Yeah, th- that was not produced. I remember them talking. Like Jake, you're not going to believe this. A guy's name was Ryan. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but he was one of the field producers that came in to do my hometown package. So he he like shot all those flying scenes with the airplanes. But yeah, I mean, I guess they wound up hitting it off when he was doing, uh, when he was producing the house and everything. And got real close, wound up being a storyline. Are they still together?
1: Do we know this? Do we know if there's like, did anything ever happen?
4: (laughs) I don't think so. But she was worth
0: losing uh, his job over. Mm. I'm sure he got fired, right? <laughs> he did.
4: Yeah, he did. And they put it all. They aired it all. It was really oh, surprising. wow. Me. dude, did you not watch the show that you produce? And see what happens when you do that? Wow. I How mean, did you find I'm out not about it? So one of the producers told me. I knew. You know what? It was Cassie, uh, my my producer on there. She said, "Hey, look, something's going on with Rosalind." And one of the producers, she said, "You can." You can probably figure out what it is. Chris is going to come in and like fully disclose what it is, but she's probably going to be leaving. So, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you know, in a frame of mind to have a serious conversation with him. It's like, I know exactly what's going on. It was the second episode. We weren't deep enough into it. You know, I was kind of like, hey, if that's how you're going to operate here, goodbye. I wouldn't interesting, do that to somebody, you know.
0: The thing is I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened more often (laughs) because you do get so close and intimate with the producers and like they are the people that you are like connecting with and like sharing your soul with and The Bachelor just seems like so far off um, and like on a pedestal. So I'm I'm not... I'm not completely surprised that this has happened or, but I'm surprised that it hasn't happened more. There was girls on my season where we would talk about kind of like, maybe not the full blown crushes we had, but feeling a little something, something for
4: a producer or two. That's because the, you know, those in the moment interviews, you know, they're asking, well, Ashley, when he, when he said that to you, how did that make you feel? And like, if I was him, what would you say?
0: Right. And then there's just like that, um, they they have so much like emotion toward you and they're like, Oh, I know, I know. It seems like they're feeling the exact same feeling that you are.
4: Oh God. You brought up a really good point. If to do it all over again, I would try to have a very, like a very basic season. Like we don't need to go to you know, Indonesia or Bali. I mean, all it's great, Australia, things like that. Let's let's stay local, let's go to the Caribbean and don't put me on a pedestal. Don't make me out to be a celebrity. Let, let me just be me so that, you know, the women aren't looking up going, oh my gosh, it should be, oh, that's Jake. Easy to talk to, easy to approach. You know, I could tell him anything. And I felt that way with Jillian. It was like, oh my gosh, here comes the bachelorette. You know, Mm because they they elevate you up a little bit. And it does this psychological mind game when you're one of the contenders.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, but, you know, with all that being said too, I I totally agree with you. But since you were The Bachelor, I mean, you have worked on some projects that have definitely kind of lifted you up to be one of those celebrities. I mean, if we go back at your resume here, you've done Dance with the Stars. You did Bachelor Pad. uh, You're on The Bold and the Beautiful. And uh, you've appeared on some other TV shows. So, I mean, from The Bachelor, you really have kind of created your own celebrity.
4: I guess that I've never felt that way. You know, I mean, and that's one of the things that, you know, I want to, like, just tell both of you. It's like, it's so cool. You know, I mean, everybody in America knows who you both are, but you don't act any different. I mean, you're just very genuine on your Twitter feeds and your, your Instagram and everything. I think that's one of your best qualities. I've tried to do the same thing. I mean, I'm just Jake. I'm not, you know, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not any better. I'm not any worse than anybody. It's just Jake.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I appreciate that, man. And it's something that, that Ashley and I try to do. We, we, we really try lean on each other, especially through the podcast and kind of the people listening, just keeping level heads, uh, never letting it get too high or too low. Uh, Caitlin,
4: but keep your star up keep your star yeah. up well we got
1: to and and stars are aligning right now for uh for caitlin dancing Brist- with the stars yeah exactly ash
0: so many uh, puns
1: so many puns and and one of our good friends caitlin bristow obviously we found out on a go episode a few uh weeks ago that she's going to be on dancing with the stars in the next upcoming season whenever that can happen uh you've done dancing with the stars any advice yeah. for caitlin
4: you know what i've never met caitlin caitlin i I just hear the greatest things about her. Um, I'm going to try to go to one of the shows that she's on if they have a, if they have a live audience. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think she's going to do real well. Um, Same. Just, just spend the time you need with your coach and listen to your coach or listen to your, listen to your pro.
0: How challenging was it? Like how exhausting? <laughs>
4: I can't dance. I always I had to practice 10 hours a day. I think it wore Chelsea, my partner out.
0: Tenley is, you know, a, a good friend of Ben and mine, and she was your runner-up, and she is now happily married, and I think yeah, her her baby is due within the next two months, I'd say. Yeah, really. How soon. does it feel seeing her
4: um, in mommy mode? That I think that's like she is built to be a mother, I so I couldn't be happier for. Her. And you know, the crazy thing is 10 years later, she looks exactly the same, just striking. Yeah.
1: Tinley's one of those. Tinley's one of a kind. She's a, a really special, special human. She's a great friend of the podcast, a good friend of ours. It's somebody yeah. that we've all been really rooting for and we're just super engaged in. I know Ashley and I just really think highly of her.
4: Yeah. I was hoping that eventually Tinley would wind up on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Mm. I can
0: see her doing really well on that. Yeah,
4: she would take the Miraball trophy. Yeah, that's for right. sure.
0: She has such a dancer's <laughs> body. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. It um it means a lot that you took the half an hour out of your day.
4: Thank yeah, you. Lot, I'm like, sorry I was so rushed and it was hard to put this together. So I appreciate the latitude.
1: Hey, no oh, problem, no. man. I-
4: Hey Ben, Thanks I always so like much. to ask uh, and I I want to extend the same Ben, is there anything that I can do for you? Do you need any, what can I do to help with your your company? That's
1: really nice of you, man. That's really nice of you. Right now, uh you could uh you know, if you like coffee, just uh jump online and buy a bag of coffee. That would help. I'd love to see your name come across.
4: I'll do it. You're I the promise man. I'll do. It. Thanks, dude. What about you, Ashley?
0: You know, when you have a kid, you can buy our children's book, Lucy and Clark. you <laughs> <of coffee> love.
4: <laughs> I'll buy I'll buy 10 copies. Okay, if you have a niece or nephew that will it. If you, if you promise like to sign yeah, them. Right.
0: Right. Yes, of course. Lucy and Clark, A Story of Puppy Love. I
4: love it. <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. Hey, Jake Pavelka, thanks a lot for joining us, buddy.
4: Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye.
4: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: So if you've been looking for love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special.
1: Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see
0: full terms and conditions. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's
1: flexible, simple to use, And more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
0: Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety...